0: Hello, welcome to The Daily Podcast. We are in the book of Ephesians. We now are in Chapter 2 as we uh, continue this journey through the book of Ephesians and the larger journey through the entire New Testament. So uh, just before we started in Ephesians, we finished up the book of Romans. Um, And so now, uh, as I said, we're in Chapter 2 of Ephesians. And uh, real quick review of the book of Ephesians. Um, it is one of the prison epistles, which means it was written by the Apostle Paul while he was imprisoned uh, in Rome, uh, along with Colossians and Philemon. Paul writes the book of Ephesians to uh, a church that he was very uh, personally related to. Uh, he, in Acts chapter 19, talks about his ministry in Ephesus. Uh, Ephesus was a very uh, pagan and diverse community. Uh people from all over the place came to worship at the temple of Diana, this wonder of the world. And so not only was it a place of much religious fervor, it was also kind of a tourist attraction <laughs> for those who wanted to come see this amazing uh, structure in place of pagan worship. And so Paul, right, you know, there's a church there, there's a church there in Ephesus. And so Paul is speaking words of encouragement to that uh, church. That means a lot to him. And so Chapters 1 through 3 really lays down the theology of the body of Christ, this amazing family of God that has been brought together by the blood of Jesus, adopted into the family of God, this diverse family. Um, And then in chapters 4 through 6, really starts talking about the practical living out of uh, what it means to be, uh, to live as uh, the body of Christ, a person uh, in the body of Christ in the world. How do you live that out practically? So good stuff. Good stuff. All right, guys. Welcome. We're going to dive in to Ephesians chapter 2. Let's do it. You know what we do, right? We read, we pray, we change the world. So let's read. As for you, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Paul wants to remind the Ephesian believers who they were. It's always good to remember who you once were. You don't need to live there. You don't need to stay there. It's not your identity now, but it's part of your story, right? I mean, what you were before Christ found you, that's not who you are now. You're a new creation. But it's also good to remember where you came from and where you, who you were and what you were in and the state you were in when Christ found you. Um, and so Paul's reminding the uh, Ephesians, like, you guys weren't all that when Jesus found you. You were dead in your trans- transgressions and sins. You were a hot mess. <laughs> How many of you can relate to that? Basically, that's what Paul's saying. You guys, you guys were a hot mess. I mean, let's be real. You were dead. Um, you know, there's a there's a thought sometimes that people think that Jesus just came to make us better. You know. Follow Jesus and He'll make your He'll make you just a better person. No, Jesus came to bring you to life. He came to resurrect you. You were dead. And he came to bring you to life. He didn't just come to make you better. He came to bring you to life. Amen. Yes. As for you, you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. It's a different kind of phrase Um, when you followed the ruler of the kingdom of the air. uh, Satan, the enemy, the prince of darkness, when you... He's sort of the ruler of this world, the way the way the world thinks, the way the world operates. And, you know, in our default, we just follow the wisdom of this world, the mind of this world, the thoughts of this world. We're, we're dead. That's where we used to live. And he says in the Ephesians, that's where you used to live. You were dead in your trespasses and sins when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air and uh, I'm sorry. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So there's a, it's a spiritual reality, the spiritual spiritual reality of darkness of the world uh, that permeates um, those who are um, not in relationship with God. It's our natural sort of um, propensity. <laughs> that's what he's saying. He's like, that's where you were. You were no different. You weren't all moral and upright and Uh, squeaky clean or anything else this is the kind of reality spiritual reality you were in before jesus met you verse three all of us also lived among them at one time what were we doing well we were gratifying the cravings of our flesh remember the flesh is just a a metaphor for our sinful nature it's not talking necessarily the greek word is sarx it's not talking necessarily about our physical skin but flesh is the basically uh, those innate sinful desires? We were walking according to those desires, following his desires and thoughts, like the rest. We were by nature deserving of wrath. Whoa! So, in our spiritual lostness and sinful rebellion against God, Paul says, Remember that the uh, what you deserved <laughs> was wrath. Verse four, thank God for the verse four, which says, But because. Of his great love for us, man, wasn't because of anything we did, not because of our goodness, not because of our greatness, not because of our achievement, not because we were doing all the good things and God was lucky to find us. <laughs> right? Lucky. God's so lucky to get me. No, 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 no. The reason you were deserving, I was deserving of wrath because of God's great love for us. God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. Whoa. praise be to God. It's because of God's great love who is who God who is rich in mercy. He made us alive. He resurrected us when we were dead. This uh, theologically, this is the term regeneration. Regeneration is the uh, you you you've been you know regenerated. You've been changed. You've been made new. You've some, a new creation. The old is gone. Everything becomes new. You've been regenerated. You're you're a new person. He has made you alive with Christ. So you're not the same person. So as we're saying, you know, you that's part of your story, the, the past and who you were and what you did and the your failures, your mistakes. Uh, maybe your regrets. That's part of your story, but it's not who you are anymore. Man, there's so many people who allow themselves to be defined by their mistakes, or sometimes be defined by their worst mistake. No, you're 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 not your worst mistake. You're way more than that. You're better than that. That's not what that's not who you are. Um, if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. And it's by grace you've been saved. And God raised, verse 6, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him. Remember, Paul's reminding, look how far you've come. If you jump back to verse 1, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, chapter 2, verse 1. Now look, look how far, verse 6. And God has raised us. He took you from way down there, and he's now raised you up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ. He took you from the, the mud pit. He took me from the mud pit. And put me in the heavenly realms, seated by my Lord and Savior Jesus. Whoa. Praise break. Praise God. He seated us in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. Why? In order that in the coming ages, he might show his incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Now, how does that happen? How does him raising us from the dead and exalting us to the heavenly places, how does that show his incomparable riches? Because people see the change that has happened in our lives. Like, I know that boy, he don't deserve that. No, I don't. That boy, he that, that lady right there where she used to I knew where she used to be. Now, look at her now. Look at her life change. She, she didn't do that on her own. No, she didn't. She's been raised by Christ. Amazing. Amazing. Verse eight, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is one you want to underline, right? This is one you want to underline right here. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. That's what brings glory to God. It's not from yourselves. Everybody knows it. Everybody know it. <laughs> Everybody know you were dead. <laughs> you, you ain't fooling anybody. Paul's saying you just got to recognize it and praise God for it. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works, not by what you did, so that no one can boast. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, man, the memory verse. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, lest anyone should boast. Don't even boast about it, man. You didn't do it. That's what Paul is saying. saying nobody can boast in God's presence. For we are God's handiwork, verse 10 created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Man, so God has changed us. He's, he's redeemed us. He's brought us from death to life. He has regenerated us, and he's prepared us and equipped us to do good works. Now, go and do good works. We aren't saved by the good works we do, but we are saved now to go and do good works. Awesome, awesome stuff. Welcome everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for joining us. We're in Ephesians chapter two. Now we're in verse eleven. Therefore, remember that he's reminding them again. That's all the whole point. Like he, he, the verses one through ten just show the incredible depth and exaltation of the believer in Jesus. The depth of where you once were. To the exaltation of where across Christ places you. This it's like an elevator ride to a to the floor you don't deserve to be on. <laughs> you know, you know, in the elevator, you know, in, in hotels, nice hotels, there's certain floors that you, you gotta have a special key to even get to those floors. This ain't for just everybody. You gotta have you gotta be a special, special uh member, gold card member. And uh Paul's saying he, he took us from the streets and he brought us to the suite. How many, of you know, you didn't, we didn't do that ourselves. That was by grace. We've been saved by grace through faith. It is not from ourselves. It is the gift of God. It wasn't by work so that no one could boast. We didn't, we didn't climb up the outside of the building to try to get up and on that floor, our work would have never gotten us there too high, too lofty. It was by grace. It was a gift of God. And he has saved us and he has delivered us and he has given us a mission. Now you go and do work, good works. What does that mean? You go and tell other people how to get to this floor. <laughs> you go and tell other people how to get to this floor, how to get into the presence of Jesus. That they don't have to do anything. They just need to receive it, that it's been purchased for them. That he is the key. Jesus is the key that gets us into the um to those special places with God, brings us from death to life. Praise God verse 11 therefore remember that formerly you you who are gentiles by birth are called uncircumcised by those who call themselves a circumcision which is done in the body by human hands so he's talking to gentiles right he's saying you guys who are gentiles remember you're, you you were uncircumcised remember the promise of abraham part of the uh continuation or being you know marking yourself as covenant people was for the the male heirs to be circumcised the descendants of abraham isaac and jacob Gentiles, quote, are the, quote, uncircumcised. And so he says, therefore, remember that you formerly who are Gentiles, i.e. all uh, non-Jews, all you who are Gentiles by birth are called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcised. Jews called the Gentiles the uncircumcised. Remember that at one time you were separate from Christ. Why? Because Christ is a Jew. You weren't in his family biologically. And you couldn't, you couldn't, you, you. At one time, you couldn't partake in the promises and the, 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 the family of God because you were the uncircumcised. You weren't part of this covenant family. At one time, you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, praise God! Another one of those, but, but because of God's great love for us in verse four, and now in verse thirteen. But now in Christ, Jesus. Because of Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Praise God. God, through Jesus, and Jesus through his blood, has brought Gentiles, in particular he's talking to you now, close into the family of God. How do you do that? For he, verse 14, for he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups. What two groups? Jews and Gentiles, particularly He's made these two groups one. A new, this is the gospel that God has made Jew and Gentile, which basically is everybody in the world. Everybody in the world is either Jew or non-Jewish. <laughs> so that's, that's everybody. God has brought these two groups, Jew and non-Jew, together. He has become the people. What brings these two groups that were at uh, odds with each other for years? What brought them together? Jesus. See, Jesus is our peace. And he has destroyed the barrier. The dividing wall of hostility by setting it aside in his flesh and setting aside his in by setting aside in his flesh, the law with his commandments and regulations. He fulfilled the law. He fulfilled the righteous requirements of God on behalf of Jew and Gentile alike. His purpose, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity. A new people. Look, man whatever your ethnic background whatever your 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 heritage you know that is secondary to who you are if you're a christian i hope you hear me man you know the world wants to divide us the world wants to separate us but if for those of us who call ourselves christian our primary identity like my primary identity is not i'm a white male that's not my that's not my primary identity it's it's part of my identity for sure but that's not my primary identity what's my primary identity i'm a child of god I'm a co-heir with Jesus Christ. I'm a member of the family of God. And oh yeah, I happen to be a white male, but that's not my primary identity. So in the family of God, our primary identity is in Jesus. He says he's, he made the two one. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of two, thus making peace. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross. We're both, we're all reconciled to God the same way, through the cross of Jesus, by which he put to death their hostility. We ain't got no reason to fight each other. We're one family. Black, white, Latino, Asian, African, wherever. We're one family. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. Jew and Gentile, he preached to both of you. For through him we have both access to the Father by one spirit we got the same Father, and we have the same Holy Spirit, and we have the same Savior, Jesus. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers. You aren't, you aren't outsiders anymore. Man, don't let anybody try to tell you an outsider. You aren't. You're an insider. If you're a child of God, you've been saved by grace through faith. You are an insider. You are inside the family of God. You're no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people. You aren't second-class citizens. You are fellow citizens. Citizens with God's people, and also members of His household. You aren't slaves in His household. You are members of His household. You belong in that house. Come on now, she. I don't care what kind of humble circumstances you came from, or lofty circumstances you came from. You are a member of God's household. And that household was built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Jesus Christ himself, the chief's cornerstone. Verse 21, in him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple. What holy? What's the holy temple? The people of God. Jesus is the cornerstone, but he's building this temple, the people of God, and it rises as a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Whoa. What an awesome temple analogy right you think of the old testament uh, even during the time of jesus the temple in jerusalem was the sign of the presence of god and the spirit of god would in uh would would rest in the holy holy the holy place the most holy place but here paul is saying look that's that an old temple structure has been done away with now the body of christ the people of god jew gentile everyone who's confessed faith in jesus is now making a temple they're the temple of god and they're being filled with the holy spirit and they are at the temple now filled with the spirit that goes throughout the world to bring glory and honor to god Woo! yes sir yes sir that's good stuff man you are not a stranger or an alien or a foreigner to god's family if you've been saved by grace through faith you you are a member of God's household, man. Don't ever forget that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today and on with Ephesians chapter 2. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. It's time to pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Wow. Thank you for uh, making us one. Lord, the, the world tells us so often that we're separate, that we're better than them. They're better than us. We they uh, They're not like us. They're better than us, or we're better than them, Lord, that just strives to divide. Lord, thank you for the truth of the gospel that says that in Jesus, you have made us one. You have broken the wall of hostility. You have broken down the barrier of hatred and division that is based on race or economic status or gender or whatever. We're one. We're one family. We are all equal members of your family, Lord. Thank you. God, help us to remember that, uh, as we remember where you brought us from and where you took us to, how you regenerated our hearts. Lord, let us never forget that. And let us also bring that good news of the kingdom, of the oneness of the family of God into the world. Man, our world needs that more than anything. So God, let your church be a place where people see and hear unity where they see it lived out in love for one another and care and concern and devotion to one another. And may they hear us talk about it and live it and offer it to those who are tired of being divided, who are tired of being um, pitted against their neighbor. Lord, help us to be your hands and feet in that endeavor in our world. Lord, I pray for my friends today, whatever special concerns they might have. Lord, you may you bless them and encourage them and strengthen them today. Bless them in great and mighty ways for the for the glory of your great name. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for joining this joining the podcast, and thank you for sharing this with your friends. Take a moment to, to share it. Take a moment to uh to write a comment, uh, whichever podcast uh, provider you use. Uh, just go on there and write a comment and say. Pastor Terry's great. (laughs) I really enjoy it. Give us five stars, whatever. Um, That just helps spread the word about this awesome community, Uh, this, this learning and laughing community that we're creating. So God bless you today. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, Please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida on all social media platforms. The church you will find at BaysideChurchSH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.